0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Mr. John Hartley. He's a writer, economic researcher and commentator with Young Voices. He has been a regular contributor for Forbes and the Huffington Post. His writings have also appeared in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal and Financial Times. We will not hold that against them here.
1: Thanks so much for having me. How are you, sir? Very well, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Thank you for being here on the show. All right, uh, we're gonna chop it up about uh, Russia's sanctions uh, and inflation in the United States. As a result, obviously, um, there's some connection there. I don't want to presume what you know, believe about uh, this topic. So if you would give us your sentiment and I will opine.
1: Absolutely, so what's transpired over the past month is uh, with Russia invading Ukraine is the largest European invasion since World War II. It's a humanitarian crisis. It's something that's been completely unprovoked. Uh, it is um, really uh, uh, just a, uh, a humanitarian, um, uh, it, it, the, the most uh, significant humanitarian concern I think in, in quite some time. Uh this was uh, uh something that uh I, I think is ultimately a, t- a test of democratic alliances around the world in terms of uh, what the uh, appropriate response is. Uh I think uh you know, the US and its allies need to stand together uh and punish Russia uh you know with uh yeah you know, sanctions uh, as you know things continue to escalate. Uh you know, this involves you know cutting off uh Russia from SWIFT, which has you know, already been done. It's Involved uh, freezing uh, central bank uh, reserves, uh, something that's completely unprecedented. Uh, uh, And and furthermore, um, uh, this also involves uh, sanctioning particular uh, uh, Russian individuals uh, or particular um, Russian government officials, uh, including Vladimir Putin himself. Uh, And I think it ultimately also involves cutting off um, Russian oil imports, um, something which I think slowly, Uh, uh, even Europeans are warming up to, Uh, there will be economic repercussions uh, from these sorts of measures, uh, things like even higher inflation. Um, But I think an increasing number of surveys are indicating that I think people are willing to accept higher prices um, in order um, to uh, punish Russia um, for uh, these transgressions uh, that are, have been committed are continuing to be committed. Uh, there's millions of uh, Ukrainian refugees who are uh, who have now left um, Ukraine um, to neighboring countries, and uh, you know I think as we've all seen from photos and and, and videos um, from the past few weeks, um, it, it's it's nothing but uh, you know a, a human catastrophe. One which is um, you know entirely. Um, you know, preventable mm-hmm. had um, Russia not uh, began this incursion.
0: Uh, right. You know, I agree with your analysis. Uh, your observation is spot on. So let me dive into a couple of things. Uh, you're an economic economics expert, so I'm going to contextualize this based on your expertise. When you create sanctions for a nation that is out of step with the broader world around it, you create those sanctions because you want to make their behavior unpopular with the citizens in that country. So basically the citizens are being punished by the sanctions. And the hope is that the citizens of that nation will turn against the leadership of that nation. And the leadership of that nation will give a damn about how the citizens feel about what they are doing. Now that requires significant assumption. And the assumption is in order for sanctions to work is that the leader or leaders who are involved in the behavior are concerned on a human level with those they are in charge of. Their leadership has an authority model, okay, and they care about their leadership. However, look at what's already happening. Russia's GDP is shrinking, you have businesses fleeing the area. You have a general shutdown of their ability to trade and to do commerce with the outside world. It's getting so bad that now they're trying to get money from China in order to keep their own economy going. They have proclamation after proclamation about utilizing their internal currency so that their internal currency retains some level of value. And then they have American propaganda such as Tucker Carlson and others. What they're doing is playing this American opinion commentator over and over again as a loop on Russian TV by order of the Kremlin. According to a report that was leaked two weeks ago. My question to you is this, while these sanctions are devastating, unprecedented quick, okay, nobody can argue that. Will they be effective against the leader who may not care as much as you assume he cares about the people under his leadership?
1: Well, that's a, a fantastic uh, a point and, and, and fantastic question I think it's uh it's really the, the million dollar question is uh you will you know these sanctions which are harsher than you know essentially any other sanctions that have been put in, in a place in history um, harsher than you know sanctions against Iran Harsher than sanctions against Venezuela, you know, but both of these in, in recent memory, you know, will it um, really result in um in in either you know, regime change or or, or deterrence? Um and, and I think it's it's still unclear, uh, you know, to your point. Um you know, it is possible that um, you know Russia could uh, uh you know turn to you know using things like um the uh you know SIPS. Uh, Chinese uh, uh, message uh, payment system, which is an alternative to SWIFT. They've worked on developing their own uh, SPFS system. Um, so you know, it, it is possible that you know Russia could try to adapt uh, to some of these things. I think to your point, uh, the uh, the toll of the sanctions is so great already, with so many businesses pulling out. Uh, the you know Russian ruble um, being massively devalued, mm-hmm. um, Russian stocks taking massive hits. Um, I, I think you know it's it's such an enormous toll um, you know, that um, that's occurred. Uh, I think there's no debating that, but you know whether uh, you know it translates into um, you know meaningful change in terms of deterring further military aggression, I think it's it's very difficult to know. It's you know obviously it's a fine line with also uh, considering military support and military action. Uh, you know there's obviously been. Um, a wide range of uh, uh, military supplies that have been provided. Um, There's been a lot of discussion about whether or not to provide um, Mig aircraft from um, neighboring countries and and whether that could be done through the the United States. Uh, And then there's, I think other things that have been surprising too like um, Turkish manufactured drones that uh, that, uh, Ukraine has been using um, fairly effectively. And and I, I think a number of these um, surprise alongside I think just the uh, uh, the uh, Ukrainian, uh, the resolve of, of the Ukrainians to you know fight for their own liberty uh, and, and freedom um, has has been so strong that you know it it's turned uh, it's it what at one point people were expecting to be uh, an invasion that would just last a, a few days, um, resulting in you know the Russian capture of Ukraine to um, you know a very uh, long um, incursion. Uh, now being uh, nearly a month out, and so I, I think, you know, I wish I could could give you you know a perfect answer, but I think this is really what everyone's wondering. Um, you know, will these sanctions and and, uh, uh, and and will the resolve of the Ukrainian military, which has been effective at at fighting um, you know, the, the Russian military so far, you know, will that cause uh, uh, um, Putin to Go and after some sort of a Plan B, um, or, or perhaps you know reach some sort of uh, a, a peace deal um, of some or sort. Or maybe
0: the other option is that somebody in Putin's camp they have enough love for Russia and Russian people that they decide to do a power grab and take Vladimir Putin out of the leadership, um, out of the leadership of Russia, in order to save Russia. I think that is a distinct possibility as well. At some point moving forward, what are your thoughts about that?
1: You know, I, I think it's. Uh, I think that's probably uh, you know a very also you know a very difficult thing to to forecast. Uh, you know, he's I think a very reclusive type of figure. You know, he you know famously is sitting at the end of these uh, you know very long tables, and and uh, even someone sitting across from him at a table, uh, you know would find it very difficult to even get a few feet away from him. So you know I think in and he's also you know, fairly reclusive in terms of where um you know he physically operates.
0: Do you think he's a genius, as Donald Trump said, do you think he's um somebody that is a genius at his understanding of the world and his systematic approach to invading Ukraine?
1: Uh, no not at all you know i think he um i think he's made a, a massive mistake you know I, I think um you know in terms of uh he's made a massive miscalculation um one in terms of how quickly you know he would uh take um uh you know ukrainian um uh, uh, ukrainian land uh and you know clearly it's uh, panned out to be much longer than he uh, initially anticipated. You know, there's been a whole sorts of um, ordeals that uh, the Russian soldiers have been um, have been dealing with in terms of you know supplies, um, you know, staying fed and, and so forth. Um, so you know, I, I think you know this has certainly not turned out to be what um, you know what Vladimir Putin. Had, had, originally anticipated and so i think the question is you know now that we're here what happens now yeah um, and yet you know, this is not a figure that really wants to concede defeat and uh and, and well you know uh try and find uh you know uh, the the you know the, the path that's most uh favorable to his own uh, grand uh ideals of uh you know I, 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 trying to create some sort of a you know um a, 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 a you know return to a ussr type um you know uh, vision uh, yeah. that I think he's uh, you know trying to leave as his legacy um but I think you know you, you see the amount of unrest within Russia um, you know I, I think you know the, the entire uh I, I think by and large uh you know the entire um, democratic world you know the free world is you know, very upset about this and i think you know just the the human toll of you know maternity wards being bombed um, you know the, the massive amounts of casualties you know especially on the part of you know, women children um, unarmed civilians is so tragic that yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't think that um, any sane person would want to. Uh,
0: you know, and I agree with legacy. with you on on all of that. Um, I'm anti-war personally. Uh, I do not believe war is simply an expression of the human condition. I think we've been indoctrinated to believe that. Let me bring some things to your attention that I think. Um, I think these stats are fascinating uh, because it shows you uh, the spirit inside of people um, who are still very for democracy and um, governments not being assaulted in this way so a recent poll was done and it shows that 87 percent of Americans are saying this is squarely the fault of Vladimir Putin 87 percent that's that's important because we are in such a polarizing political culture right now that it's very difficult to get damn near 90 percent of Americans to agree on anything especially when you have, contrarians who are simply putting out misinformation and being apologists for Vladimir Putin. Another stat that I found interesting is the reality that across the board, Democrats, Republicans and independents, the majority of them actually support enhancing the sanctions even at the detriment or the inconvenience of themselves in order to protect democracy Um, abroad, I found that to be an interesting dynamic. Um, There are those on the right um, who are saying, well, if Trump would have been president, this would not have happened. I actually think this happened in part because Trump was president. I think Trump made Vladimir Putin feel comfortable. And I think he miscalculated just as you said. I think he made a mass miscalculation because if he's a genius, he knows how the international community would have responded to this, but I do believe he felt comfortable, so comfortable that he did not have a financial plan for his country. He had a military plan, but it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that he had a financial plan for his country. Now he's trying to borrow money from China. What are your thoughts to that
1: sentiment? I, th- I think uh, it's an interesting question. You know, I, I think. Uh, there It is true that um, you know if you look at uh, prior to the Ukrainian incursion, uh, you look at um, you know, past instances where Russia has you know taken some land grabs. That you know there was 2008 in South Ossetia, there was Crimea, or and that was uh, during the you know, President George W. Bush administration. There was you know the Crimea uh, you know 2014 incursion. Uh, which is, uh, you know, during the uh, the, the Obama administration, um, and and now you have, uh, you know, what what's going on uh, now. Um, you know, I, I think you know that when you think about it, you know, I think uh, you know things like uh, the airstrike on Qassem Soleimani, um, you know, was something that was very um, unpredicted, and you know those sorts of things. I, I think um, you know that. The, or something perhaps that could, you know, deter somebody like a Putin from, you know, attacking uh, Ukraine. Say during, you know, uh, President Trump, uh, yeah, during the time when, you know, uh, when uh, Donald Trump was president, in the sense that, um, you know, he's sort of an unknown commodity in the sense that you don't necessarily know what um, uh, what uh, uh, President Trump's then a retaliatory plan might have been. Um, whereas one thing that I, I do find a bit surprising in you know a lot of the response now is is really just how clearly you know uh, uh, the U.S. and other Western allies are communicating in response to um, you know th- for for example you know nuclear threats and so forth that you know they're making it very clear that you know things like no-fly zones are off the table and. You know, do you uh, agree and, with
0: that personally? Do you agree that no-fly zone should be off the table, or do you see a world where a no-fly zone would potentially be a game changer here and not create world war three? Because if they enact a no-fly zone and Russia violates it, which they will, uh, that means you have to now enforce the no-fly zone by shooting one of their planes out of the sky. You have now entered into the war. Right.
1: So, yeah, you know, I, I personally, you know, I, I totally. Uh, Understand you know, the, the risks of you know for, of escalating uh, uh, the you know the, the current uh, situation, and you don't want you know, U.S. Uh, or or Western jets to be you know firing or 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 uh, you know, coming into contact with uh, with Russian jets. The point I'm just trying to make to make is you know I, I just don't think that it's a good strategy to uh, project that okay. know, zone is I, I think I see where
0: you're going. You're you're saying. The front-leaning narrative should have left that on the table, at least in expression, rather than revealing a strategy that you will not do this basically under any circumstance. You're saying, you know, keep them guessing. Say it may yeah, be an option, keep them
1: right? Yes. Rather okay. than because what I think the current strategy does, with with giving a very clear idea of what the you know U.S. and Western response will be, is basically like rolling out you know red carpet um, and and um, you know for um, Putin to just come into Ukraine, and knowing that there will certainly be you know, very few military consequences directly from from the U.S. So, trying to keep him guessing is sort of the idea you know, behind deterrence. And so, deterrence is something that we've effectively now seemingly lost with with, with this strategy.
0: John Hartley, I'm out of time, but I appreciate you being on the program. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks for having me, Dr. Ritchie.
0: Absolutely.